Depression. Depression? Depression. Ooh. I went through depression my damn self. I didn't, I looked back on it and didn't even realize I was going through it. Yeah. But that time period where I was just making that music and yeah. just my one bedroom apartment. I didn't know it was depression, but yeah. I'm sitting there stuck in that funk every day for yeah. three, four, five years, regardless of work, regardless of what I got to do. That was my main focus. Right. And I never got to touch where I wanted to take it. Right. What was your depression for you? Uh, my mind, man. I have a bad habit of uh, this first time me even going on record and saying this, but I, I allow people around me to believe in me more than I believe in myself. Often, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. I, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I, I'm not a guy that toots any horns. Right. I do great shit, and, and sometimes I have great flashes. So the people around me, no matter what I'm doing, they like, "My nigga, you great. Go be great." They want to see me be great. Right. Legit. But when I feel like I'm not being great, and I know it's more than I can do, but I can't get a pass, I can't get past the 10 niggas in my head, it <laughs> creates depression for me. Like I end up just being still mm. and thinking about some shit and just watching like certain things pass me by. You know what I'm saying? So that shit eat me alive. Breaking fucking news. Breaking fucking news. Magic Johnson. Steps down as Lakers president. Oh my god! Of basketball oh, operations. You said you hooped. Yeah. What's going on with the Lakers? Because um, I've been chasing the music shit too. Yeah. But I never debuted anything. I just always had my laptop, my mic. Straight up. Ableton was developing like for the last four or five years, but Damn. I never, I never pushed it up. Never. I got like 40, 50 songs sitting. Appreciate you. A lot of niggas think they too good right. to support local. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know where this shit is going already, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was introduced to you via social media, via Twitter. They talk so much shit about social media, but that's how I found you. Two thousand twelve, somewhere around there, 2011, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Yeah. Couldn't have been before 13. Had to be early 11, 10, yeah. 12. Um, your name popped up. It caught my attention. I said this before on multiple podcasts. You can go back, do your homework. <laughs> you have the hardest rap name in the game, period, to me. Southside Ghost. That's a new conversation now. How hard is it to get on a tour with uh, a big artist? Really, it depends on who you ask, man. You ask a nigga like me, it's extremely hard because I just don't think, you know, I've been placed in the right hands yet. Uh-huh. And I, um, but if you got your ducks in order and you just know a few of the right people, you can make that shit happen, bro. Like, I don't think it's very, very hard. The shit I put together was, I took my network from college, bro. And I reached out to, this was the perfect age too, because this was a few years ago. This is when I still knew people <coughs> in, in school. Mm -hmm. So, I'm the niggas that went to Central, uh, did some shit at Central. Uh, um, okay, I did Elizabeth City, opened up for Meek Mill Elizabeth City, opened up for Rich Homie Kwan at Greenville. Then I did, uh, I went to Central, did some shit at Central, Man. did some shit in South Carolina, then I finished up in, in Atlanta, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I and then I was done. I put that shit, I, I put that shit together just off social media and just you know being in tune with who was doing what, reaching out to people, made that shit happen. 
think uh, I want your take on this too. Uh huh. But they just want a nigga to hurry up because of what bro got going on. They just want they like Charlotte needs somebody right now. You know what I mean? They need the next nigga right, 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 right now. We you dropping ghosts? And I'm they like, do. I, I do. They I understand do. that, but they me personally. Do. Like I can't just uh, revert my my schedule and my plan because another man success. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's, no, I wasn't telling you. Hold up, I was oh. saying in general. Oh, yeah, I was like, hold up, it still gotta be an organic feel. It can't be like a. It's not. It's not it for me yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, why I was saying that was because um. Yeah, I do feel like the time is now. For the next dude, but what I was gonna say was that right now it's just about timing. Yeah. If a dude is ready and he the hardest nigga in Charlotte right now, ready. it's perfect timing for yeah. the next nigga to strike. Right. Um. So I don't know who is gonna be. Do you know or through your predictions who you think it would be right now, just based yeah. off timing? Um. Shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Chop, but he got a great chance just because he fucking with, he fucking with baby. He can goddamn. He can goddamn really get up out of there. Now, De Niro, what I really thought was gonna happen was, you need more than that? Nah. What I, what I really thought was gonna happen was, cause you know, De Niro basically put Baby on, in my eyes. Mm. Cause I was there that South by Southwest run when he had him on all the stages with him and shit. And I kind of seen that probably put a battery in bruh back like, oh yeah, I could do this shit. And I ain't got no business speaking on this because I don't know. This is just what, what I thought. But I thought from Bruh getting on the way he got on, mm-hmm. it was gonna put De Niro back where he need to be in, in a national spotlight because he's always deserved that shit. Now, you drop an album, it gets mixed reviews. Well, hmm? I did? No, I'm giving you a scenario. Oh, okay, okay. Scenario. You drop an album, it gets mixed reviews. Do you A, rush back to the studio to follow up, or B, let it sit and just focus on the next project and let it come out when it's ready? Like, when I look back at when Brett started, yeah. I see a lot of people from day one, yeah. they're still right there. And I got I get love from a lot of niggas, but we just all do, do shit, you know what I mean? Either we all rap, we all in the street Everybody do the same yeah, thing. So they yeah, so they don't got time. Yeah, everybody got time to be up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done had time when I'm shooting a video and I need everybody to wear a SS mob hoodie and nigga closest to me don't even want to put that bitch on because he got his own <laughs> shit on. And it's like, shit, I'm talking about close. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. that can't be. If it was vice versa, I would throw your shit on because goddamn, I understand what's going on. I understand the big picture. But that's neither here nor there. I don't got no I'm gonna name my top five, just to show you who I am. Number five, damn, I ain't thought about it in a minute. I had my shit straightened out. Number five, I'll do number one. Number one, one through five. One, hove. Two, yay. Three, Pharrell. Four, Tyler. Tyler the creator? Yeah. Five, it was a three-way tie between Eminem, Wayne, and Gucci. Go with Wayne and Gucci. It was a three-way tie. I can't pick. Your top five just told me, it just told me a lot about you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, 
where have you seen we have seen music go from the 90s to now yeah how do you feel about the music industry and where it's at and where it's going with these little niggas your it's your boy robbie dean back with another one of those fire ass episodes of me blanc amigo and this is episode 33 posted on the east with Southside ghost yeah this episode was a little bit different from my other rapper episodes um i'm usually more familiar with my rappers i interview within the me blanc amigo catalog if you have referred back um in this episode i randomly randomly hit this guy up pretty much off of a referral from my bro vvg episode 29 or 31 i think 31 i believe um i pretty much hit this dude up Southside ghost because i thought he had the hardest rap name in the game not locally nationally Southside ghost i truly believe is one of the hardest rap names i've ever heard um hit dude up he pulled up not a fear in his heart bro bought some lick some remy that was good as fuck niggas had a twisted in that motherfucker um niggas was smoking you already know having a good ass time uh it ended up being more than just being about his name and his music i just got to know bro and we just talked a little bit about um growing up on the south side growing up on the east side um you know trying to come up through this social media his discography uh his rap career with verbal van gogh uh him actually being a basketball prospect before pursuing rap uh the charlotte rap scene uh mainly growing up in archdale being that i spent a couple of my weekends over on that side of town growing up with my cousins and shit uh dealing with depression that was a random topic that came out of nowhere on this episode how do we as black men i say younger black men being that we down about to touch 30 how do we deal with depression how do we identify depression and yeah how do you get through it how do you know you in depression um other than that uh the podcast is kind of pre-recorded your boy racking up sitting on hella episodes so this episode was recorded about a week after nipsey passed um so we talked we kicked the episode off talking about that so i get it some of y'all tired of it some of y'all the marathon ain't continuing i get it you know what i'm saying the marathon still gonna continue over here so you know it is what it is click fast forward a little bit anyway we ain't stay on it that damn long uh you know other than that you know my content is a1 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 baby follow my instagram at r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y again that's r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y and like always like always like always like my shit comment on my shit and subscribe to my shit like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say. Uh-huh. I'm out. Good over there, man. Little something. That shit in the bag kind of okay. trash. But that shit on the outside, it looked bad, but that shit been smoking. Yeah. Every time I hit it, it's been putting me to sleep. I feel like it's an empty smell to it, too. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. But you was out in LA when uh Nip got killed? Nah, I wasn't. Damn. Yeah. Why that shit was out there uh right now and shit. I'm just gonna ask Climate? It. Yeah, shit yeah. Shit weird, bro. You know, I be going and doing my little one-two step, so I really ain't get to like go nowhere near Compton really. Even, oh, shit, even though when I land, like when you leave Enterprise, you can what's that street? It's not El Segundo. It might be El Segundo, it'll take you all the way down. But uh, I be out like SD, mm. Anaheim, shit like that. Yeah. And then I just get right back on the flight, bro. I, the climate was weird, though. I was asking my homie the same shit. Yeah. And cuz was just like, yeah, that shit fucked up. Yeah, that shit crazy, man. Um. Situation crazy. I just was on shade room uh, looking at his mom. You, you saw what his mom said? Yeah, I was watching that shit in the gym. Yeah. That shit deep. Yeah, yeah. That shit deep. You got another green cup, bro? Uh, yeah. Nah, that was real what she was saying about yeah, how, like, bro. if you treat people the right way and shit, mm-hmm. it'll show through your skin and yeah. your face and, you know, your energy and shit. Hey. That shit real, bro. I was like, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Even though it's a hard mindset to grasp, yeah, that's the way it's truly supposed to be. Yeah, leave your legacy and shit. She said something that's gonna stick with me. I hear it often, you know what I mean? But never uh, in this type of relation, I guess. You know, she was just like, the fuck she saying? Uh, definitely not to be feared. It's to be yeah. prepared for. Yeah. You know, and I've heard that before, but it kind of hit home this time. I was just like, shit. That shit is so true. Alright, so I ain't even did the intro yet, but we okay. just gonna get straight into it. Who was Nipsey Hustle to you? Before before he died now. Because yeah. niggas got different perspectives now. Who was before Nipsey Hustle? Before he died, see I've been on Nip since anywhere between 2010 and 2012. Yeah. Whenever Marathon came out. He was a uh he was a teacher. He was an influencer. You know mm. what I mean? I went on IG and said the other day, actually this hat I got on right here, you know, this is where I'm from. Mm. And I once I saw what he did with Crenshaw, I wanted to do this with my with my neighborhood. Mm. But I turned it upside down for my own little spin. But it was a direct influence, you know what I mean? His words of wisdom, bro. He he was just a wise dude, you know what I mean? And mm. um, I always listened to him and I always got the message, but now that he's gone, it's crazy. It's like the music resonated with me uh, a totally different way you know what i'm saying yeah i always went to him to try to like i need to battle my pen because to be 100 i go through shit mm. that i don't like rapping about right. i like to have fun with my music right you know what I'm right saying? i truly I do but yeah. now that i'm getting to a certain age got a family and shit like that it's like okay what you doing this for yeah yeah, yeah. i gotta I, I gotta i gotta rap to make this shit. i don't know add some substance to my shit. It's funny you say that because um, I've been chasing the music shit too. Yeah. But I never debuted anything. I just always had my laptop, my mic. Straight up. Ableton was developing like for the last four or five years, but I Damn. never, I never pushed it up. Never. I got like 40, 50 songs sitting. Um, but what you were saying with uh, damn, I kind of forgot what I was saying. But yeah, your point. What the hell was you saying? Damn no, I shit. had a good ass point. I was just saying um. Shit, I don't remember my damn shit. What I, I say last? Oh, yo. Influence. This fucking Remy a fool, though. Because this shit, it be already. What's that? This Remy you gave me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit, this shit get, <laughs> get right with you. 
But yeah, what I was saying was, um, I was making the music. I was sitting on it for a minute, and I never put it out. But um, you know, what inspired you to chase after your music dream and shit? Shit, to be one hundred, bro. Like, I grew up in a musical house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I have a brother that's seven years older than me, so mm. because of him, and he's like a bona fide street nigga, I guess, you know, yeah. self-proclaimed anyway, it's like, I, I miss my whole childhood. Mm. He, he was an artist early, you know what I mean? At an early age, he was drawing clothes, he was goddamn writing music, recording music, this nigga had a, a studio right across the street, and niggas, I don't know what it was, but niggas always had a certain level of respect for me. They let me in, mm -hmm. any room they in, they let me come anywhere they go. So I used to just go sit in the studio. Uh, i never forget, bro, this is the first time. Now that I rap, I did not know all this shit counted. But one time my mom found a sheet of paper. It was all cuss words in it. <laughs> bitch, 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 fuck shit, motherfucker, yep. goddamn. I got and she story. was like, did you write that? I was like, nope. I don't know who that shit come from. You know, I'm in elementary school, so the handwriting is like a one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. really. So when I think about that, I'd be like, damn, I kind of always wanted to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um, once I dropped out of school, it was like something I knew I was going to be doing if I never went to go play ball. So I just got right into it, like before I even got back home, really. What made you drop out of school? Uh, my best friend was killed. Mm. That shit took a toll on me, and then I kind of wanted to like dedicate the whole next season to him. Right. And I tore my ACL mm. before before seven games, so I tore my ACL. I went into like deep depression and shit, bro. Mm. A lot of shit. A lot of shit was going on. It didn't involve me in Charlotte, but I felt I felt obligated to respond to it. Dumb shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then I don't know, bro. I, I don't want to like shift blame, but my whole life I heard. Goddamn, you ain't trying to hoop me to goddamn get on this block with me. You like just some different things. Mm. So subconsciously, I would be like, whatever, I'm a hooper. <laughs> yeah. Went on to college, college didn't work out. First thing popped in my mind, oh, I'm in these streets, bro. I'm about to get in these streets. Crazy, because I knew I always had heart for it. Mm. And I just never, never went back. Dropped out, started rapping, started doing whatever I was doing. And then, shit, 10 years later. <laughs> Are you comfortable speaking on your friend that you lost? Yeah, we can, we can talk about him. Um, was this around Archdale and shit? He's from the West Side, but he got killed in um, he got killed in Southside Homes. Ah. He's from Boulevard Homes though. He got killed on Benjamin Street. Nah, I was I thought I could tie the two in together, but I got two separate combos. Okay. I used to hang on Archdale around really? that time, Arrowwood. Okay. My cousins and them used to stay over there, and there was a dude that used to patch our bikes and shit over the summer. I don't know if you know his name started with a T. I don't want to say his name. But patch patch your bikes. Patch bike. He used to patch the holes in the tires. Everybody, oh, okay, okay. everybody in that area used to come to him. Uh, it was another nigga over there named Bubba, and uh, some and other Arrowwood? niggas. Yeah, and Arrowwood. The dude name start with a T. He like he passed. I don't know. I ain't seen. This was like the literally the year two thousand. Damn. Around that time, little niggas like right. elementary school like spend summers over there, but um. Yeah, I just want to speak on Archdale and all that shit real yeah. quick. Just that area. How how was it growing up over there? Because I used to just spend my weekends over there. Shit. <laughs> it was, uh, for me, it was a cakewalk. But I saw a lot of niggas who lived there, who came around. It wasn't. I only say it was a cakewalk for me because it, it was kind of like this. Like, I was clearly 
the best basketball player in a radius. I don't even want to put a number on the radius. Just in a far radius. Just on the entire south side. So, mm. from the moment I got out of school, anywhere I needed to walk to, it was kind of like a path. Niggas like, everybody I know that bang, everybody I know that, you know, do other shit, they like, nah, you just go to the park. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, that's that was my entire childhood. I saw a lot of shit. I did dumb shit when I got the time, but for the most part, I hooped every single day of my life. I ate, slept, drank basketball. So it made it a little easier for me, you know what I mean? Of course, niggas had to fight before we did anything, but and that shit became light. I lived in Ottawa, too. Now, you want to talk mm. about some shit. It was a little more goddamn... I used to be hanging off Ottawa, too. That's yeah. crazy. Damn. Yeah. Um, Basketball. What made you want to uh, pursue basketball so passionately? What 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 caught your attention about basketball as a young um, The finesse, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easier to it's easier to speak on now because I look at it all in retrospect. But I never knew I was gonna look. I, I wanted to grow up to be such a skill finesse, just a you know that that basketball and being. On some pimp player type vibe, yeah, they go hand in hand. Just being uh, a cool nigga in life, they go hand in hand. When I, play, when I played football, I had too much of a temper for football. <laughs> when I played baseball and, and other shit, I didn't have the patience for it. Yeah. But basketball, it was the right amount of creativity for me to get jiggy with. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is what I can fucking do. I'm a natural at that shit. You know what I mean? I can naturally like pick a ball up right now. I ain't played in years and be like, you know, you you're not gonna forget that I'm on the court type shit. So that shit, that shit was my first love, bro. <laughs> Real shit. Now, depression. Depression? Depression. Ooh. I went through depression, my damn self. I didn't, I look back on it and didn't even realize I was going through it. Yeah. But that time period where I was just making that music and yeah. just my one-bedroom apartment, I didn't know it was depression, but... Yeah. I'm sitting there stuck in that funk every day for yeah. three, four, five years, regardless of work, regardless of what I got to do. That was my main focus. Right. And I never got to touch where I wanted to take it. Right. What was your depression for you? Uh, my mind, man. I have a bad habit of, um, it's first time me even going on record and saying this, but I, I allow people around me to believe in me more than I believe in myself often. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to lie, bro. I, I'm not a guy that toots any horns. Right. I do great shit, and, and sometimes I have great flashes. So the people around me, no matter what I'm doing, they're like, my nigga, you great. Go be great. They want to see me be great. Right. Legit. But when I feel like I'm not being great, and I know it's more than I can do, but I can't get a pass, I can't get past the 10 niggas in my head, <laughs> it creates depression for me. Like, I end up just being still. Mm. and thinking about some shit and just watching like certain things pass me by you know what i'm saying so that shit eat me alive and then it was um when i took my acl i didn't know i was depressed either but i didn't take any of my pills until i could walk mm. once i could walk they gave me they had gave me like refill on top of refill i saved them all and i started getting high on them bitches ah so that shit was the start of something serious yeah fast forward to like Street shit, getting robbed for the first time, goddamn, just doing doing shit I never really had no business in the street. It's all coming back tenfold. I'm depression is new to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I was like 23, I didn't know. Like you said, I didn't know that's what I was going through. Exactly. And now I'm 28, almost 29. I'm like, okay, this shit is 
shit's not okay and I ain't really afraid of shit. Right. Like, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Um have you identified some of the things you naturally revert to when you going through depression? Cause to me it's playing video games. Nah, um it used to be easier like when I live by myself, if I wanna sit in the house for three months straight and pop out when I'm ready to pop out, I could do that comfortably. Mm. But now that people in my house, it looks crazy. You know what I mean? So that's what I knew, used to revert to. Now I have this thing where if I feel like if there's anything going on in my mind, I shut all drugs, all substance out because I like to battle my demons sober. Uh, you know what I mean? But I used to beat up the drugs. Yeah. I know cocaine, I know heroin, but everything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was one thing. And then just being, I, I used to just want to be isolated so I can get clear thoughts off. You know what I yeah, mean? And I would right. be back. Right. Because I'm still me at the end of the day. Yeah. But inside, I was dealing with shit, and I would just want to be alone. Mm. Yeah. Southside motherfucking ghost. Standing with it. That was a hell of an intro. A <laughs> <Sure laughs> oh, long one. Um, I'm here with the dog, Southside. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate you. A lot of niggas. Think they too good to support local. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know where this shit is going on already, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was introduced to you via social media, via Twitter. They talk so much shit about social media, yeah. but that's how I found you. That's 100. Thank you, Twitter. 2012. Somewhere around there. 2011, 12, 13, 14. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Couldn't have been before 13. Had to be early 11, 10, yeah. 12. Um, your name popped up. It caught my attention. I said this before on multiple podcasts. You can go back. Do your homework. <laughs> you have the hardest rap name in the game, period, to me. Southside Ghost. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, like, I'm your biggest fan and shit. I don't really know too much about your music. That's why I want to have this episode. I want to break down all your shit. Okay. You have been rapping for almost, what, 10 years now? About seven, eight. Seven, eight? Yeah. So what was you doing back in 11, 12-ish? Was that your debut? Yeah, uh, around 11 going into 12. Um, I decided I was gonna take the shit serious because I was writing shit in my in my in my crib, and then I would rap it over instrumentals, and I would rap it for my homeboys. Mm. But I played ball in college, yeah. So it's no secret to you know what motherfuckers would think about a nigga coming from college to rap or whatever. But I was expecting niggas to be like, bro, leave that shit alone. <laughs> but niggas would be like, sometimes I would record myself over my phone, mm. and my niggas, my teammates, they would come in and be like. Bro, can you play that shit again? Mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I appreciate the shit I have I had going on when I first started because I was doing no freestyling. It was all pen. I just got back mm-hmm. to my pen, yeah. but my pen was stupid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's how I even fell in love in the first place. And that was um yeah, 2011. I was just writing really dope shit and recording it the best way I could. Started recording them with little niggas in the area. And then I came home, got got with my people. Started going, bro. Now, I've never got to the point in my career where somebody hit me with the, bro, run that shit back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, You let a lot of people hit your shit? 
maybe t- 10 to 12 people heard my what? shit. People, my people that come through and shit with the laptop. Um, what made you or inspired you to keep going through all these years? The music? Yeah. Uh, the confidence I have in it. You know what I'm saying? When I come out that booth, sometimes, so, sometimes like I don't need to ask nobody nothing. I don't need to ask nobody what they thought mm. because like I can ask you what you thought, but if you might not know my vision, you might not know my direction, but I know what you can't say without me even asking you is, this shit is some boo-boo. You don't really sound like you have any business doing this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, that shit that shit would have me like, okay, this is this, the level of confidence that I need to succeed. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have an entire, you know, I didn't have an, an abundance of that. Yeah. So just the confidence alone would just help me keep pushing. It's like, I can say I, I don't want to do it no more, but if it don't even got to be an instrumental, I can hear something on the radio, the shit that'll pop in my head. I'm like, yeah, nah, you gifted, bro. Plus, your playlists are unmatched, so your ear mm-hmm. is there. So it ain't like if you think this, this is dope, you should got them stick with it, and that's kind of what it is. You know what I mean? Even with not too much, to, I haven't gained too much from making music, yeah, but it's still something like. I don't know, bro. I'm a, I'm a hip hop historian. I'm on my way anyway. I'm too young to call myself that now. So, go ahead. Oh no, nah. I was saying. Um, how old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. How how many albums have you put out? I think five. Five whole albums. Yeah. And I got one that's lost in the sauce, man. I did one with a producer here. He don't have it. I don't have it. Only one person that I know on the earth got it because I took it down. Mm. Because I wanted to transition into like some real trap shit. I didn't want it on the internet. But now I want to go back and listen to it. And the producer don't have it. My man in Germany got it. And he don't he got it on his iPod on his uh iPad. Oh, he don't know how to send it to me. Damn. All you can do is play it for me over FaceTime. So that I think that'll make six. Great body of work too. What are your plans to go with your music in the near future? I'm trying to add substance. I'm trying to I'm trying to be creative with these visuals. You know what I mean? I'm trying to stand on not getting anxious because I ain't put shit out in a while and I'ma just drop anything just to say I dropped something. You know what I mean? I'm realizing I'm trying to learn I'm trying to learn the business better. Yeah. I, I understand I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So but I gotta stand on my shit because sometimes I do I just be like, all right, let me just drop this cause niggas want some shit. I ain't dropped shit in a while. But if it ain't that, it ain't it. Ain't it. And then it missed every time. So I'm just trying to focus on getting my logistics together. A team. Trying to get a team back in Charlotte. Yeah, then that's pretty much it, bro. Now, you've been rapping for seven, eight years. Um, have you toured? Uh, I put a tour together by myself. Uh, it was only like five cities. Damn, I did that's, a, that's dope, though. Yeah, I did that shit all alone, too. Well, my, my mama pulled up to one, but we didn't go together. She came and met me in Atlanta. That shit meant the world to me. Um, I, I went on a few stops with Max O'Cream uh-huh. and Danny Brown. What? Yeah, you fuck with DB? I don't. I didn't really like. I always knew who he was. Oh. But he, he was uh, Max O'Cream was on the Danny Brown tour. Oh shit! Okay. I used to live in Houston and shit. So my engineer slash producer was Max O'Cream's DJ. So they let me go from the Charlotte stops to the. Asheville stops, basically all the North Carolina stops. Mm. So I didn't have any business there, but I was just learning being a student, you know what I mean? Now, yeah. how hard is it to get on a tour? 
because that's a new conversation now. How hard is it to get on a tour with um, a big artist? Really, it depends on who you ask, man. You ask a nigga like me, it's extremely hard because I just don't think, you know, I've been placed in the right hands yet. Uh-huh. And I, um, but if you got your ducks in order and you just know a few of the right people, you can make that shit happen, bro. Like, I don't think it's very, very hard. The shit I put together was I took my network from college, bro. And I reached out to, this was the perfect age too, because this was a few years ago. This is when I still knew people <coughs> in, in school. Mm-hmm. So, on the niggas that went to Central, uh, did some shit at Central. Uh, um, okay, I did Elizabeth City, opened up for Meek Mill Elizabeth City, opened up for Rich Homie Kwan at Greenville. Then I did, uh, I went to Central, did some shit at Central, Damn. did some shit in South Carolina, then I finished up in, in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I and then I was done. I put that shit, I, I put that shit together just off social media and just you know being in tune with who was doing what, reaching out to people, made that shit happen. Now I'm trying to get an understanding for little kids or whoever is trying to pursue this rap shit. Right. Exactly what is the process of making that happen? Just pursuing it in general. Like to get to get on tour with. I would even say a decent name, like right now the baby. Right. You like get on tour with him? Yeah, like a Charlotte nigga. I think the best bet, the younger you are, the better right now. Yeah. Because if you if you just want to start from zero, I say younger because you still have, you know, that, that core from school. If you just left school, then you got that core from high school and you got the new people you meeting in college and everybody at that age where we can just be outside all night around each other and it'll spread faster if you got some dope shit going on you able to run in bigger packs when you're younger you know what i'm saying like you can get your shit popping you can you can make your shit spread and being from charlotte all you know nowadays you gotta already be famous before a nigga even want to put you on so if you do some viral shit i think that's all it would take from this city because he could use that you know what i mean he's doing a whole north carolina run yeah so i think he could use that shit bro you want to smoke? I'll some shit. You smoke? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, the Charlotte rap scene. I was trying to save this shit, but fuck it. <laughs> the Charlotte rap scene. How do you feel? Shit, I like where it's going right now. I don't, you know, I still rap, so I don't want to goddamn get crazy. <laughs> Talk about none of my uh, colleagues. <laughs> yeah. But I love where it's going, bro. Yeah. Definitely love where it's going. I like I like what's, I like what's going on. There's a lot of people around me who think uh, I want your take on this too. Uh huh. But they just want a nigga to hurry up because of what bro got going on. They just want they like Charlotte needs somebody right now. You know what I mean? They need the next nigga right 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 now. When you dropping ghosts? And I'm they like, do. I, I do. I they do. That, they personally, do. Like, I can't just uh, revert my my schedule and my plan because another man's success. And nah. Like, oh, hold up, hold up. It's go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It's, no, I wasn't telling you, hold up. I was oh. saying in general. Oh. Like, I was like, hold up. It still got to be an organic feel. It can't be like a, it's not, it's not it for me yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, why I was saying that was because, um, yeah, I do feel like the time is now. For the next dude, but what I was gonna say was that right now it's just about timing. Yeah. If a dude is ready and he the hardest nigga in Charlotte right now, it's perfect timing for yeah. the next nigga to strike. Right. 
Um, so I don't know who it's going to be. Do you know or through your predictions who you think it would be right now, just based yeah. off timing? Um, shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Chop, but he got a great chance just because he fucking he fucking with baby. He can goddamn, he can goddamn really get up out of there. Now De Niro, what I really thought was gonna happen was you need more than that. Nah. What I what I really thought was gonna happen was because you know De Niro basically put baby on in my eyes because mm. I was there that South by Southwest run when he had him on all the stages with him and shit. And I kind of seen that probably put a battery in bruh back like, oh, yeah, I could do this shit. And I ain't got no business speaking on this because I don't know. This is just what what I thought. But I thought from bruh getting on the way he got on, mm -hmm. it was going to put De Niro back where he need to be in, in a national spotlight because he's always deserved that shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Elevator J can pop at any time. It mm -hmm. won't have nothing to do with the baby. It'll just be a bigger platform in Charlotte for niggas to make music. When Money Only Mo get out, Somebody better, baby, better, baby should call, bro. He should call, bro, up. Who? Money only, Mo. You don't know Mo? Nah. Ooh. Should I? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, check him especially out. Especially if you've been running around this motherfucker since 2000. <laughs> yeah. Mo, first nigga came through this bitch and did it the rapper way. Like, uh. goddamn. Honey Gang, you remember when Honey Gang was out? Uh, that name they rings. don't want to see me ball. Sound familiar, no. yeah. But I'm a ball anyway. Yeah. That's, sharp. that's, 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 that's. Premium, you know, Charlotte hip hop scene shit right there. It don't really get no bigger on a on a art on the artist from the street making that trap sound, trying to goddamn make some money with this shit. They came, they used to come through, shut shit down, bro, for a bit, at least a year or two. They always there mm. right now, freedom guys. Damn. But when Mo get out, he should link up with Baby. I, I heard Baby say something in the interview about bro. He was just like he basically uh, echoed the same shit I said just now about him. So I would love to see when Brad drop, he go link up with the baby, get on the biggest platform he can, and yeah. go nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you know, I'm I'm working behind the scenes. I ain't leaving myself out. I'm just on some modest shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Cause when I when I drop the right video, who the fuck knows what the fuck gonna happen with this ghost shit? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's just about branding myself correctly. Goddamn, getting the team together. And getting a real solid push together. For real. And I fuck around and do some crazy ass shit. Now, explain to these kids from your perspective how do you build a social media following? Ooh, don't ask me, bro. <laughs> I'm awful with that shit. But, I don't know, bro. Me and my man, we make a joke. Shit, we just say, you gotta get on, you gotta get on the timeline and shake your ass. Yeah. Pretty much, you yeah. know, in, in theory. You yeah. gotta get on the timeline and shake your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Me, personally, I grew out of being an entertainer. I don't necessarily want to entertain niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't. I got a message that I want to get off, yeah. but I don't necessarily, I'm not here for your entertainment. Like, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't put it like that. That's a little harsh. I'm just, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, a lot of shit that I see going on on social media and how niggas is get, gaining their followers, I'm not really with. I'm not really with some of that. The shit. clown shit. Yeah, that's a lot. I see a lot of clown shit. So I don't know if I'm the best person to ask that opinion. Like, you just got to be solid. Shit, bro. That's about goddamn all I might have. <laughs> <laughs> now, you drop an album. 
it gets mixed reviews. Well, hmm. I did. No, I'm giving you a scenario. Oh, okay, okay. Scenario. You drop an album, it gets mixed reviews. Do you a rush back to the studio to follow up, or b let it sit and just focus on the next project and let it come out when it's ready? Yeah, bro. You you, you never rush based off the next man. But if you feel in your heart, if you already knew what time it was before the reviews came out, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm, I might rush back up in that bitch. But if I thought this shit was hard, it got mixed reviews, and it kind of discouraged me a little bit, mm-hmm. I'm at the drawing board before I'm at the studio. Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to map some shit out. I'm going go in there and I'm going to execute. And whenever it come out is when it come out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm old school, so I'm not with the, like, 700,000 mixtapes in a year. <laughs> like, great, great, great bodies of work. I feel you. Sometimes that shit take time. You got to live. You got to see some shit just to even come up with it. Mm. Um, one of my favorite questions I'm starting to like asking these rappers that come on my podcast. I feel like there's great flow on this podcast, too. Right. Like, this is a great back and forth. Right. Um. What is Southside Ghost missing to be at the level of you know who in the city? What is he missing? They all have said the same thing on the head every time. So I want to see if you're going to say it too. Mine is a team. Team? Yes. What did nigga say? Money or something? All of them said money. Nah. Break down why you say team. You can't do nothing great by yourself. You see that shit he do in his videos? Like, I don't give a fuck with nobody. So he ain't coming up with that shit by himself. <laughs> I'm watching all the fine details. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm watching yes. every detail because I'm a critic at heart. Mm-hmm. So I know nigga can, nigga can say whatever. Hey, bro, there's plenty of minds over there helping cuz come up with that shit. When you're trying to do gangster shit, you're trying to move a certain way, you can't come up with your, um, your intel. You can't come up with your security detail by yourself you know what i'm saying you can't do nothing great you can't protect your money by yourself mm-hmm. like you, you need help with all great great things and sometimes when i'm when i'm back in the city bro i just have a hard time knowing who i can a either trust or who i can be around for long long periods because you know niggas is just different so yeah i, I don't know like I run into that more than I run into the money issue. It's like, even if I came across, you know, 250 large to put all into the music, mm-hmm. I would need to build a team first. You know what I mean? And I would, right. need, I would need to go about it the right way, choose the right people. At mm-hmm. this point right now, um, if I got 250 large to push, everybody I would call to be on my team want, not, are not beside me right now. So I don't know how well it would work. You know what I mean? Like, when I look back at when Brett started, yeah. I see a lot of people from day one, yeah. they're still right there. And I got I get love from a lot of niggas, but we just all do do shit. You know what I mean? Either we all rap, we all in the Everybody do the same yeah, thing. So they yeah. don't got time. Yeah, everybody got time to be up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done had time when I'm shooting a video and I need everybody to wear a SS mob hoodie. And nigga closest to me, don't even want to put that bitch on because he got his own <laughs> shit on. And it's like, shit, I'm talking about close. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. that can't be. If it was vice versa, I would throw your shit on because, goddamn, I understand what's going on. I understand the big picture. But that's neither here nor there. I don't got no business getting into that. 
That's crazy because shit, you had as long as you got the hoodie, I'll put the motherfucker on. Yeah, yeah. Um Who I know you've already list some of the artists, but who are the younger artists that's getting your attention in the city? In the city? Yeah. Um, I like ten cell phones because he, he he from Nation Ford out here. I keep hearing this day. He yeah. just like you. I keep hearing this day. Yeah. I can't listen to his music, but I like his brand. I never seen him. You never seen him? Never seen him, but I keep hearing that name. I like ten cell phones. I like little Fendi, Fendi, uh, Fendi bands or Fendi bands. I can't remember which one it is. I seen Brad South by Southwest, and I fucked his name up. I yeah. tried to introduce myself on some OG shit, and I fucked his name up. <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever remember that or what, but I don't want to fuck it up again. It's Fendi, I know his name Fendi, 006. And so I fuck with what he got going on. The whole uh, J Storm, you know J Storm? Mm-mm. Nah, I'm good, bro. I smoke with yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goddamn. J Storm is dope. Uh, it's a nigga my brother be working with named Your Boy Smoke. He dope. Mm-hmm. I like his voice. He got a voice for this shit. Um, I don't know how old Shaq is. That's my dog though. High boy, little Shaq. Yeah, 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 I like yeah, Shaq. yeah, yeah. I don't know if he considered young. He been around for a long time, long time straight since straight driving shit. Yeah, but, I tried to get him on. Word, he ain't yeah. want with it. He ain't hit me back. Word. Yeah. Um. Name your top five real. All time influential, influential artists of all time. Long live Nip. Starlito made an influence on what I do. Um, Pimp. Pimp is a major influence on my sound and my content. Pimp who? Pimp Z? Yep. Okay. Goddamn. Wu Tang Clan as a whole. They they give me that like, yeah I'm from the south, but I dare you to say I can't spar with your ass. I dare <laughs> you to say I I can't rap with you because I pick that pen up and this motherfucker gonna turn into a sword real quick. I couldn't get into Wu Tang. Really? I couldn't. I think it was my older brother and f- five, uh, my older brother like just growing up in the house with him. But um, when Rap City was out, we used to be outside playing. Niggas ain't have watches, phones, none of that shit. Yeah. And. I don't know how old I was when Triumph came out, but Triumph changed my life. By Wu-Tang? Yeah. It's a, it's a song and a video, crazy-ass video called Triumph. And my brother saw the time at one of his friends' house while we was outside playing. Mm. And he made me run all the way home, which is like a half a mile away. Uh, but he ran the whole way, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child. I can't run like that. Yeah. But he was like, I have to run. <laughs> Just to see this video. The video comes on at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So, goddamn... Damn, bro, let me stop in the middle of this and say how great of a podcast you are, bro. Like, <laughs> I might be able to hit the button. I might be all right with these line of questions, shit. Yeah. But we ran home, got home at 5 o'clock. Nigga, I saw that killer, I saw that um, Triumph video, changed my life forever. I fell deeper in love with hip-hop because it was just so fucking hip-hop. That's the only way I could put it. It was just so cultured. Yeah. And then I started doing my homework on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, they're my top five, bro. Damn. Um, I'm going to name my top five just to show you who I am. Number five. Damn. 
I ain't thought about it in a minute. I had my shit yeah. straightened out. Number five. I'll do number one. Number one, one through five. One, hove. Right. Two, yay. Three, Pharrell. Okay. Four, Tyler. Tyler the Creator? Yeah. <laughs> five, it was a three-way tie between Eminem, Ooh. Wayne, and Gucci. Go with Wayne and Gucci. It was a three-way tie. Pick. I can't pick. Your it, top five just told me. It just told me a lot I, about you. Yeah, you know that's what I'm mean? saying. Yeah. Hey. Um, where have you seen? We have seen music go from the '90s to now. Yeah. How do you feel about the music industry and where it's at and where it's going with these little niggas? That's a great question, man. I feel like you know, right now, all these kids, they um, they so much. They have such an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. They forgetting that you got to be a student first. You or you used to supposed to be. Now it's just all like I'm doing this shit for the money, and you can hear it. Yeah. A bunch of I don't write none of my shit. I'm a punching god, and you can hear it. Like I don't get too much from it, but I understand it's all about vibing these these days. So I learned something from Mark Cuban, the Dallas owner. It's like <laughs> uh, he said. Um, What's new, what's next, and how am I getting there first? Mm. And it's that spoke to me because it's like, stop hating on how shit is changing. And just get with the program. Find the positivity in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the positive thing I can get from the music today, because I don't understand a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? But I un- I do understand it's a vibe. Like, yeah. I've been listening to Lil' Key, Cowboy, goddamn, or Cowboy, however you say his name. And who, the horses in the back, nigga? I've been listening to that shit, but... That shit is more of like a... That shit might be, be a vibe, too, because he ain't talking about shit at all. <laughs> but look, he... You know, I had to go do... A, I, I'm still old school. I'll go check the lyrics on your shit yeah. just so I can get a better understanding of your creative process. Right. Because niggas think you mumbling, but you actually are saying words. And the right. words are the most important part to me. I used to say all the time as a young nigga when niggas used to shit on Gucci back in the day. Yeah. If you could understand the nigga lingo, yeah. this nigga is in a whole nother world right. talking some other shit. Gucci and Hov, I deliberately left off my top five. But growing up, like Gucci, Boosie, um, they had a crazy influence on me. Hov had a crazy influence on me. I just thought those was just like, you know. Obvious. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. even need to put them on there. Nah, I keep yeah, yeah. it. <coughs> I keep it basic. Up. <coughs> VVG. My dog. <coughs> I put his interview out. I don't know if you heard it or not. Yeah, uh, I, I was listening to some of it. I didn't get all the way through it, but I definitely went and checked it out. Can you speak on him and his legacy and his ability? Oh shit! Well, goddamn. If you do your homework on this Charlotte shit, and you into you into real rap and bars, you gotta know who BBG is. If you do your homework on him alone, and you go back to see, you know, back when nigga was battle rapping in '07, <laughs> how he was delivering his shit, how he was putting his words together. If you into battle rap at all, you have some understanding for my guy. If you know him outside <laughs> the music. And you know how he give it up in the real world because we all getting older, so mm-hmm. niggas need to have everything in order. You know what I mean? No matter what comes about, 
And I can say that about cuz he got all his shit in order. And I meet a lot of motherfuckers that don't like it because maybe your shit's not in order. Mm. You know what I mean? That's outside of the music. You know, inside of the music, like, shit, bro. A lot of shit go over niggas' heads. Goddamn, he's he's a he's a bar guy. He's bar heavy. You gotta take some, you gotta shit, bro. You gotta go back and listen to what he say three, four times, and then you be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what Cointel Pro was until uh, I heard one of his records. Cointel Pro. Yeah, he put the record out a year ago, and <laughs> this shit came across my Instagram or some shit, and I recognized the word. Went back. Went back to check his track list, and I said, oh, he do got a song called Cointel Pro. Mm. Went and did a little research on it. Don't ask me what it means, because I, I might fuck around and lie to you. But that was deep. Speak on Loot. On Loot? Yeah. Um, Loot is a quiet goat. A very quiet goat. You know what I mean? Like, Loot is real. Mm. All I know about Lou is he from the West Side. I don't get I, whenever I get next to him, I, we don't speak. I'm not really sure if he know who I am, but I definitely know who he is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know too much about him. I don't know his catalog too well, but I love the way he carries himself. I, I caught him in traffic one day while he was with his daughter in his old school. Uh-huh. I got them throw the deuce at him, let him know I'm fucking with him. Uh-huh. Just off the strength of him being from Charlotte, you know what I mean? I haven't really got into his sound, but uh, I definitely want to in the future. Hell yeah. Now you've seen the city grow from I always say it's my podcast, fuck it. I, I give the secret sauce out. The year we drafted Cam Newton, yeah. twenty eleven, the city has grown ridiculously since. Ever since then. You gonna attach that to Cam? Cam. I think it came with a number one pick. It didn't matter who it was, but it was an NFL number one pick. Yeah. It had something to do with reality. And space and and finance and all that bullshit, but oh, okay, I see what you're saying. That could be true, but the culture haven't grown. Not 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 off the strength of camp. I think it was just off the strength of what's going on in the city. We are the banking capital too. Yeah. But uh, since 2011, the city has grown ridiculously with or without Cam yeah. ass with that badass shoulder right now. Um, can you just speak on uh? What Charlotte is right, what you seen then, now, and where it's going. The city. I really, um, if we don't have, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get too crazy on what I think because I'm not extremely knowledgeable in the, in the facts of the city, but all I know is like, we we still, throw the theories out, throw whatever. We still a a Bible Belt city. So even though the city is getting bigger, I don't feel like it's going in the direction that I would like to see it going in, which is a culture direction, which is a city. I see them pushing all the black people as far away from downtown Mm. as they can. Mm. They're letting all the white money take over downtown. That's why we don't have no retail down there. Mm. They're moving the transit to North Tryon. Mm. You know what I mean? They're pushing us away from downtown all the way through South End. And the city is growing, but I don't know who it's growing for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you notice, we don't have no, we don't have no areas where graffiti is just a thing. We don't have no one venue where black people can go and get black culture. You mm-hmm. know, black hip hop activities. We we know we can find it. We don't have to get on Instagram to figure this shit out at all. But we know we can find our black people here. You know what I'm saying? We don't have an area that's designated for us, you know what I mean? We can get Jiggy in 
in, uh, in the central area, but you know, it's mixed over there. We can get Jiggy in, in Nodi area, definitely mixed over there, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I want to see the city grow on some of that shit. I want to see uh, Allen Iverson type nigga come through and be like, all right, this is what we need to have going on. I'm employing black folks so, you know, we can get our culture in the door. You feel me? We just got black uniforms for the Hornets mm. uh, for the first time. Like, what? not this season. Yeah, I think it was this season. Uh, that Buzz City shit came out. That was yeah. this season, bro. Yeah. And I learned what that black uniform represents if you live in a certain place and how hard it is to get a black uniform. I learned that shit in college. Like, if the people that's paying for them don't want you to have them, bro, they don't want that connotation, you won't get one. You know what I mean? Black uniforms is important, bro. <coughs> Southside Ghost. What's happening? You riding with a motherfucker. <coughs> you pushing a whip. It's a beautiful day outside. You playing your shit. Some shit come on that you expect to knock this nigga out the park. He is stone faced. Meaning he 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 not moved by it. Yeah. He missed it. He he didn't process it right. Or he not fucking with it. No, that shit happened often. Not How do you feel about it? Not often, gang. I miss mean, sometimes. Um, <laughs> that shit, I mean, I'm sensitive, bro. So that shit, I take notice of it. You know, it hurt my feelings. But then I go a little deeper and ask myself, who am I dealing with? Mm. What do they know? Yeah. Goddamn. If it's a child, like, if, they don't, if, they, if the child isn't moved by it, I'm going to turn it down. And I'm going to ask them what they thought. You know what I mean? Because child's know, I mean, kids know what's going on. But some of my homeboys, I don't, you know, especially if they rap, I don't expect them to see the vision. Some, some of my niggas only listen to Young Scooter. He could never really get jiggy with what I, you know, just naturally. He don't know what I'm on. Goddamn, I got other homeboys. The song will play for ten seconds, and they already trying to diagnose it. Oh, this sound like some 2 chains. Shit ain't even <laughs> made it to the hook for real. Goddamn, uh-huh. I just said A in the intro. Yeah, and they already turning my shit down, telling me what they think. Then I got other niggas who won't say nothing, and I be like, you never really know what that is. Like, just me being a sensitive type nigga, yeah. I'm going to think what I'm going to think, but I don't take it to heart, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless I got a tremendous amount of respect for you. Now, this is a first. I've never done this on my podcast. Oh, shit, man. Breaking barriers. Breaking fucking news. Breaking fucking news. Magic Johnson steps down as Lakers president. Oh, my God. Of basketball like operations. You said you hooped. Yeah. What's going on with the Lakers? Well, I saw the headline that say um, him and Luke Walton aren't on speaking terms. About three hours ago, and I wondered what that was about, but I was a little busy, so I didn't get to like dive into it. Yeah, but that shit is a shocker. You just said that shit to me, bro. Mm. Goddamn, I really don't know what to think about that. I don't have any speculations of why that shit would come about because I didn't really, I didn't really hear that. I just sometimes on first take, I see, I see them, I see the headline saying like, um. Has Magic Johnson fucked this organization up? Cause they can't land, <laughs> they can't land a megastar. Yeah. So I'm just like, damn, I don't really. Magic is so private. I don't really know what to think about him. You know what I mean? I don't really know what to feed into. But that's unfortunate, right there. I was looking forward to Magic staying around for a long time. 
How do you feel about LeBron's legacy? Um, after this move to, to the Lakers, I gained I gained even more respect for the man. I can't put him over Jordan or no shit like that, but he definitely second. He's not better than Jordan. No, he's not better than Jordan. Oh man, that's what you want to do. I no. think he is. Why do you think that? In one on one, he will win. No, he will not. He better not miss one time. And Jordan gonna hit every shot. Yeah, Jordan gonna cook his ass. I've no, I can't. Uh. And one on one, like that shit, that, that's a flawed argument right there. Like, first of all, they, that one on one shit do not count. That is, it's not. That's not. That's not how I look at basketball. You gotta get prime Jordan versus prime LeBron. Oh my God! You mean prime Jordan who averaged thirty-seven points pick with twelve threes in the entire season? Pick whoever you want. I'm taking second-year lockout Miami LeBron. Oh my God! I'm taking a goddamn ninety-five Jordan. You do not want to see that man on a mission. Are you crazy, bro? This is the difference. Like Jordan is Jordan. Okay, LeBron dominates the system. He LeBron is the system. Jordan dominated the game inside of a system. He, so he didn't even have to dominate the fucking ball. Like he's gonna dominate you once he touches the ball. He's the oh my god, bro! He transcended the entire game of basketball, bro. Steph Curry did too, but not in a Jordan way. And Bruh. Steph Curry is great. We about to see how great Steph Curry is if KD leave. KD Do you think, think he, he's gonna leave? He might. You know what I mean? I don't, I can't put my finger on if he's gonna leave if they win, or if he's gonna leave if they lose. Like you get what I'm trying to say? I don't know if he's leaving because he just want to win somewhere else. He don't want to win on Steph Curry team. But he's gonna be for he's gonna be in for a rude awakening when the Warriors fuck around, win another ring, and KD never wins again. Like. KD goes anywhere, he will never win another ring. Never. That's a good question. Why is KD mad that Golden State doesn't accept him as the one? Shit. It's an ego thing. Nigga might, nigga might want that badge. You know what I mean? But if it's not a nigga team, it's not a nigga team. Like, you know, I could even say E40 for an easy metaphor. Yeah. Like, that's his town, bro. That's his town. If you want to move, if you want to come from anywhere, and try to go get more respect in E40 and really think that shit is about to go down, even though you're putting up better stats, even though you putting up, you know, putting out better music or selling out whatever you selling out, doing whatever you're doing, you're not passing 40. Niggas, uh, ain't, niggas ain't handing the team over to you, uh, it from, taking it from 40. Like, it's not happening. So if a nigga ego not intact, shit, he got he to gotta goddamn, he got to go on up. He got to go on about his business. This year, it's going to be the craziest free agency probably ever. Yeah. It's what, four or five? Yep. I would say Verge of Break or Superstars. Katie, Kimba. Kelly. Clay, Kawhi, and Kyrie. Probably a few more in there. I want to see Clay stay because I just... I'm I'm so old school, bro. I don't want to get too far off subject, but just to give you a little backstory on who I am, like yeah, I went to Waterdale High School. Uh, so me me hooping, y'all niggas jumped the principal. Yeah, <laughs> we jumped a few of them niggas. Fuck <laughs> them. Nah, 
Goddamn, me being a hooper, like I started off at West Charlotte, but just not being from the West Side, like not having nobody eat lunch with type, you know, lame shit like that made me transfer back to Waddell in two weeks. Goddamn. As far as basketball, bro, bro, we won 12 games in four years. So the record was like 12 and 84, like some crazy shit like that, right? Mm. Everybody around me transferred. Only me and one other nigga played there for four years. Mm. And I was the only nigga that went to college in about six years for playing ball. And Dang. then after me, they had a few niggas go. Like one nigga's a pro player, another nigga went to a great school. Shout out Jarvis Haywood and mm. Javon. But anyway, I should have left. I, I, I didn't mean to do this, but I forgot what you asked me. But I should have transferred and said, fuck the damn school. Oh, that's why I want to see Clay stay. I miss niggas. <laughs> Wanting to play for one team their entire career. I want to see these niggas stay, uh, see their way through, I'm stop not a, chasing shit. I'm not a fan of it if they got to take a pay cut. I am. I'm a passion player. You know what I mean? Like, is it? I don't know. Maybe and this is why I say, why I said early in the podcast, I need to learn my business a little better. But if you said you had $150 million for me and I had to take $100 million, just to stay here and play with y'all, so you can spread the money out against amongst other niggas. I would not be mad. I would be like, "Or that's still a hundred M's. Let me take that." But you know, I understand the logistics don't go quite like that. Nigga, like, hold up, I need to go get that one fifty. If I can get that one fifty, I need to go get that shit. He can get super max, ain't he? Can he? Yeah, he could. But see, I would love to see him say, you know, basically, fuck all the money. All money ain't good money. I should stay here. What about this legacy we gonna leave? We can goddamn win four times in a row, five times in a row. That's how you become better than Jordan. Let me propose this to you. Clay Thompson leaves Golden State. He comes to Charlotte, takes the Supermax, runs the point guard. Clay Thompson? Yeah. That's never happening. Running the point guard? Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you proposing? <laughs> Shit. I'm fucking we, with you. And see, that's the thing I don't like about Charlotte, bro. Like, we don't want to pay our players. I'm watching all the niggas we let go of the Panthers. I'm watching all the people we could sign who who probably would come to Charlotte, but we just don't want to pay them. Like, I feel like we couldn't have Clay and Kimber because they just don't want to pay them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we are terrible, terrible in the front office. Shit. I gave up on the Hornets when they drafted Cody Zeller. Over Giannis. Yeah. That's when I gave up on the Hornets. Sheesh. Imagine if we had Giannis right now. You don't need to shoot no fucking three. Yeah, man. Sometimes I wonder how deep this shit get, bro. Like, I know Vegas run deep, but I want to know, like, okay. A woke nigga. Yeah. Thank you. I, I know I know Vegas Thank run you. deep as shit, but I want to know, like, is it really motherfuckers sitting in the office and they're like, we shouldn't draft Giannis. That motherfucker's going to be great. And we think the economy in Charlotte needs somebody like a Cody to keep us right here. We project nine billion, like you know, some fucked up shit like that. And the projections are correct because that's what this, that's what America is in general. You know what I mean? Clean clothes in a in a dirty ass body. So I be yeah. like, shit. I wonder how deep this shit go, bro. You just spoke some real shit. Word. Southside Ghost. Okay. Is that anything? You want to say before you get up out of here? Nah, man. I'm mad. We wrapping it up, man. You said we done said it all, man. It's been one of my favorite times podcasting, bro. Now How many know. episodes you done did? I done did about four or 
five. Damn. I did two in the city. You remember the names? The podcast? Yeah. Shout them out if you can. Stay ready, pod. Oh, my niggas. Yeah, my stay boys. Ready. I did some shit in Houston. Um, I don't want to fuck this up, just in case it ever make it to their ears. Shit. Brick Phone Empire. Brick Phone Podcast. Fuck. Did I just fuck it up? <laughs> brick, brick Phone something. It is what it is. Uh, did that joint. I did Stay Ready twice. And one more other, bro. One more other. I just, I, I don't want to fuck it up. All right, before you get up out of here. Damn. My baby. You good. Tell me in your seven to eight to nine year experience in the game. Yes, sir. One good thing about the rap game you love. And no, the most amazing thing about the rap game you love. And the most fucked up thing about the rap game you hate. Favorite thing I love about the rap game. Oh, that's a great question. Let me get. Let me take your time. It's the end of it. Let me see. Most of them ain't even gonna make it this far. Let me see, bro. (laughs) My favorite thing that I love is just the creating process. I love just rapping in general. Just music in general. I don't even want to just say rapping. Just creating. I love. I love seeing it come tenfold. Everybody loves creating. Everybody, you know, you you might try to bash, you know, oh, everybody in their mama rap, go do something else. But if you get a chance to have, to get in front of a microphone, yeah. or if it, it's ever anything to say, okay, I should try this. I eat all the Instagram influences. Mm-hmm. Start off comedians, start off doing sports. Now they're doing music. I hear mm-hmm. motherfuckers on the radio. I see YouTubers on, on the radio. Um, everybody loves creating music. I think music is the most important thing in the universe, you know what I mean? Like, everybody needs a soundtrack to their life. That's the best part about it. What I hate the most is the lack of genuine people in the business. That's why it's so important to learn the music business. Shit gets very, very technical. So, yeah. like, I wanna take a quote from my, my Gucci Bible, where he said, um, fuck a contract, I'd rather shake your hand, boy. <laughs> and that's the opposite of what's supposed to be going on. Because that's how I feel. But if yeah. you take that approach into the music business, you're going to find yourself <coughs> not fucking with a lot of people because you got to put that contract first. And that contract just means I'm about to get real technical on your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can have 100 M's in the bank, but if the contract say, technically, I get another 100K from you and you only got 150, nigga, I'm going to make sure you pay me that. No matter, I don't give a fuck. It's just the technicality <laughs> of the business. You gotta really learn that shit. You gotta be engulfed in the music business, and that's something that I. Hate. It's not a lot of genuine spirits in the music business. You know what I mean? You gotta mm. get past that, get your job done, and be successful, bro. Was that everything? Yeah. I didn't even ask you throughout the podcast to name. Your most important music. Just list some of the songs for the people. Just songs. Just bow, 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 bow. You know, just because of the natural, just because of the climate at the time, bro. 
Goddamn, today's April 9th. I gotta say, count up that loop. That's always that, count up that loop on Nipsey. That's always been that's always been one of mine since I heard you no know, mailbox money. But at this point in my life, I'm paying that shit when I wake up. Playing that shit first time I get in the car. No, I'm saying your songs. My songs? Yeah. Ask me the question again. I was saying you list your best songs my for best people songs? for people oh, to shit. listen to. Yeah. yeah. Really even get into my bag. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Shit, nigga. I got a song called Anniversary. Yeah. Go check that motherfucker out. I got a song called. I got some motherfuckers, bro. Anniversary is a great one. The whole extra game EP. Go check that motherfucker out. Mm-hmm. On the project, me and Verb drop. You should go check out that rolling through my city. I, I I was able to capture the lifestyle, you know, my my real life, and put it on wax without being like super duper incriminating and saying some silly shit. Mm-hmm. Did you check that tape out? I'm finna check all this shit out. You know, me and Verb did a tape together. Yeah, he was so, telling me about. I'm finna check all yeah, of that. I dropped some jewels on that one. Um, yeah, rolling through my city. I like. On my Southside Get the Money project, I like that fucking. Uh, it's hard. It's hard for me to like pick out a trap record because it's like, it's just those just vibes. You gotta just go check them out. But the whole Southside Get the Money tape, check that motherfucker out. You know what I mean? That motherfucker was a, a dope ass project. My Southern Player project, dope bad project. But I can't just I can't just single out too many. Yes, sir. Always a fan of giving a man those roses while he's here or woman. I appreciate you, my nigga. Honey, bro. I appreciate you calling me, bro. Yes. All and right. list all your ats and, you know, for the people to follow you. Uh, Ghostman on everything. Goddamn G-A-U-X-S-T-M-A-N. Again, that's G-A-U-X-S-T-M-A-N. If you want to look up videos and whatnot, you might want to search Southside Ghost. And all that shit pop up right in your motherfucking face. What's happening with it? My nigga, I appreciate you. 100, bro. Alright. Alright. And that'll be episode 33 posted on the east side with Southside Ghost. I like to thank my guests, man. I appreciate anybody who pull up with zero fear in their heart because I know a lot of you motherfuckers got a lot of fear in y'all heart, but y'all swear y'all want this rap shit. Um, I can't stress that enough, man. I really do appreciate the ones who pull up that don't know me from a motherfucking piece of gum in the street, you know what I'm saying? So, again, salute the bro and everything he's pursuing in life. I only wish him the best and every other person that support me and, you know what I'm saying, listen to my shit, come participate in my shit. And the motherfuckers who don't, I still wish the best for you because you can't stop what your boy got going on, you know what I'm saying? Other than that, man, follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, I always repeat it and I always preach it because you can't impeach it. Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby, like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit. Like the motherfucking white girls out in the motherfucking California Valley say. Good night. Nah. I'm out.